hello and welcome back to Everyman Academy. Step into my office. Now today we're going to be introducing a new little segment to this podcast. This is going to be the first episode of what I call Office Hours. I'm loving Moby Dick so far. I cannot wait to break into an analysis. And I know putting out content for that book is going to take a little bit of time. So Office Hours here is another opportunity for me to check in with you guys just to tell you what I'm thinking. Today I want to talk about reading, the act of reading, the habit of reading, and why we need to develop it in this crazy modern world we live in. This podcast, Everyman Academy, is all about promoting self-education of the mind by reading the Western canon, the great works passed down to us through Western civilization. The process of self-education requires a higher level of reading. Reading is a skill. You probably think that you know how to read. I had so many issues reading in a proper way. I would reread passages. I would have trouble getting through books. My mind would wander. I'd be distracted. I felt impotent in my ability to tackle anything of value and I did not know how to approach it. When I discovered How to Read a Book by Mortimer J. Adler, he quickly, in short order, described everything I was doing wrong. Diagnosis, terrible reader, treatment, read the right way. Now, reading as a pursuit to educate the mind is certainly enjoyable. However, it is not merely the pursuit of in-the-moment pleasure. You have Netflix for that. Discovering that I actually can pick up a book and understand how it's written, doing so, having a process, finishing the book, and then being able to discover the meaning therein through a little bit of a process, it's just a habit we need to form. The act of interpreting a book and the act of reading a book skillfully is well described by Susan Wise Bauer in The Well-Educated Mind. And I want to just kind of quote from her here, really ram the point home. Reading alone allows us to reach out beyond the restrictions of time and space to take part in what Mortimer Adler has called the great conversation of ideas that began in ancient times and has continued unbroken to the present. Reading makes us part of this great conversation no matter where and when we pursue it. Reading is a discipline, like running regularly or meditating or taking voice lessons. The truth is that the study of literature requires different skills than reading for pleasure. The inability to tackle unaided a list of great books and stick to the project doesn't demonstrate mental inadequacy, just a lack of preparation. The world is full of self-education methods. What's distinctive about classical education? Some books are meant to be tasted, wrote 16th century philosopher Francis Bacon, others to be swallowed and some few to be chewed and digested. Bacon, who had an act for the quotable, was suggesting that not every book is worthy of serious attention, but the three levels of understanding he describes tasting, swallowing, and digesting reflect his familiarity with classical education. In the classical school, learning is a three-part process. First, gain basic knowledge of your subject. Second, swallow. Take the knowledge into your own understanding by evaluating it. Is it valid? Is it true? Why? Third, digest. Fold the subject into your own understanding. Let it change the way you think or reject it as unworthy. Taste. Swallow. Digest. Find out the facts, evaluate them, form your own opinion, grammar, logic, rhetoric, train the mind in the art of learning. But if you have never learned how to grasp knowledge quickly and well, to evaluate the validity of arguments and present your own opinions with grace and clarity, it isn't too late. 
You can learn how to understand, evaluate, and argue with ideas. This book will walk you through each stage of classical education so that you will have the tools to find the serious contemplation of books a delight rather than frustration. The habit of reading should not be hard to develop. You are really devoting time to thinking. I'm sure there's time at the beginning of the day. If you have time to scroll on your phone, you have time to do this. Dedicate your time to reading just a little bit. Keep a notebook nearby. Underline words that you don't understand and circle important passages. This extra little bit of work is enjoyable. You're really living in the book. I felt confused when I used to read. I never used to understand how to read books well. Yes, I learned how to read when I was a kid, but not long books like this. I was always lost, confused, didn't know if I was doing it right. I never thought I'd be able to adequately read anything like Shakespeare. Well, now I think I can read anything, and it's not because I'm special. It's only because I'm in the process of self-education, and I'm only a few books in, and I already noticed tremendous mental benefits. It makes me extremely passionate. I hope you can hear it in my voice. I want this skill to be imparted upon others. Wow, there's so much meaning and purpose. We are part of this amazing thing called human life. Generations, the thousands of years. It's not just the past hundred since Elvis shook his hips. No, no, no. There's a longer history. It's been obscured through the mists of time, through a cacophony of pop culture and gobbledygook thrown at our faces every single day through our phones. But hey, this really started with TV. That's why Adler wrote How to Read a Book. The hardest thing about it is considering a new idea, actually doing it. The act of taking the time and doing it is a joy before long. You know how to reflect. You know how to express. You consider the finer things in life, what is true, good, and beautiful. Things become a lot less mysterious when you can see them there on the page in black and white and say, aha, that makes sense. If we're not reading consistently, if sometimes we read and sometimes we don't, we don't take notes, we don't have a process, you know, there are words on a page, but we don't know if anyone has actually taken the time to absorb those words unless what they are saying reflects that. If we have a conversation about a book. I say, hey, what'd you think of the book? And you say, well, uh, yeah, it was good. I don't remember anyone that was in it or really what happened, but it was it was really fun though. It was really awesome. Uh, it was good. It was good. I think, it, yeah, I liked it a lot. I don't remember it, but it was a great book. There's another thing I see online that's kind of like bothers me is there is a overemphasis on consumption. We live in the digital era. Consume, consume, click the button. Dopamine, next thing, Netflix, and ding, 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 on to the next thing, on to the next thing. There are lots of pursuits where anyone can come in and everyone's welcome and everyone's involved. But reading is a really bad application of this because we are interpreting books through reading. So work must be done. Sometimes that work, when it comes to longer books, it's quite a bit of work. So it's, you know, unfortunately, it's not good enough to just say, oh, I liked it, but I don't really understand it, but it was a good, but it was enjoyable. You can do that, certainly, if you want. But the problem is the people that are saying these things, they're not actually knowing what they're missing. They're reading anyway. They want to be good readers. People don't know any better. I wouldn't have known any differently had I not stumbled upon these books. Now, I was open-minded enough in my self-deprecation picking up a book like how to read a book. I wasn't insulted by that. I was like, yeah, I guess I do need to learn how to read a book. As I've recommended the book to several people, often oh, I get the scoff. Oh, oh, oh. 
I know how to read a book. We need to approach things in an open mind. Come from a point of view of like, maybe I don't know. If we think we know everything or we have the presumption, how can we learn? Learning is the act of discovering what we do not know. So perhaps there are things that we're doing that we could be doing differently. Unless we've tried every way to do something, we don't know if there's a different way that we could be doing something. Now the problem is on Reddit here, I try to advocate for this kind of style of reading. Maybe there's something you can do to get more out of reading. There's options. You don't have to read in an analytical way if you don't choose to. However, when it comes to the discussion of books, it's going to be very difficult to have a meaningful dialogue back and forth. And when there is someone that is expressing something that is indicative of the fact that they yearn to discover more, I want to motivate them and inspire them that there is something more. Your instinct is correct. You should seek more. And there are people, a peanut gallery of people that say, no, 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 what are you talking about? Oh, give me a break. Oh, he wants to do an academic analysis. Oh, how dare him? Awful. It's like the word academic is associated with some type of study cram session. You're up all night and your brain hurts and you're like, oh no, I'm going to study for the big exam. It's just reading, man. That's not what this is at all. It shouldn't feel that way. This is a little habit and a routine, but it's something you're consistent with. These things that you do, like breakdown and analysis, after you spent that time to slowly go through the book consistently, you're ready to do it. You've been waiting for this moment and you do so with great pleasure. This was the post that I responded to and I couldn't believe it. I was basically flogged publicly, downvoted to oblivion. This was posted by the user NEMTNEMT. The subject is, how often do you guys forget names, etc., from the books you've read? So like three months ago, I finally read 1984. I liked it a lot. But now just reminiscing about the books I've read, I realized I forgot the main character's name. They just continue to go on. I can't remember for the life of me recall his name. Does this happen to you guys? Sometimes it seems to me that people can recall the names and places of every character in a book they read 15 years ago, and I literally forget them two months later. I do the voicing thing in my head when I read, so it's not like I'm skipping around a lot. LOL. Just found this pretty pathetic that I can't even recall the name of a main character. So this person is confused. They don't remember names, and they can tell other people do. Perhaps there's something wrong with how they're reading. And there's this thing with the voicing thing in their head and something about that seems like an issue here too, like reading pretty slowly. We actually wanna speed up when we read. If we're having trouble absorbing the information, you wanna speed up. And then when you're done, you wanna write down quickly what you read. If you, if you have that approach, it turns out that you actually pick up more than you realize, even if every word doesn't kind of sink in. And if you're slowing down and kind of like going through things methodically, feeling like the need to absorb every last thing, it's gonna burn you out and you're not gonna see the bigger picture. So there's all these things and, and it's really a sign like this person already is reading great books. They just need a little nudge in the right direction. Hey, look, maybe there's something more here. None of the books that I've talked about in this podcast, could I say I've forgotten any of them? Because as you go through, you should not be forgetting characters' names. You should write them down. Um, and this is not work. This is This is getting the most out of it. The idea that you have to do something differently than you're doing now, that doesn't mean it's more work. It just means it's different. It could be less work, and it really is. You're getting the most out of what you're doing. The first person to respond was up upvoted 156 times. Wow. And 
They say, I forget basically everything about a book except how it made me feel. I read this and loved it last year, five stars, but I can't remember any of the others' characters' names or really what happened or how it ended. But I know I was swept away and completely absorbed by it. The feeling never leaves me even if the details do. Okay, so the feeling, the emotional memory of how you felt when you read the book, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the book. We have no way to know if that has anything to do with how you read or what you read. You forgot how the book ended. You, were, you forgot what happened. You can only remember one character's name. How do we know you did anything at all? That's absurd to think that that is acceptable. And you're going to say, that's okay because you just remember what you feel. No, you remember the ideas in the book. You must remember what the book is about. The book being about something sparks thought and thinking, and those thoughts spark emotions and how you feel. You feel a certain way because of the content in the book. I had to respond to this. 156 people agree with this person normalizing the original post. So I had to respond. So I said, that's tragic. You're okay with that? This is upvoted? I feel sad that so many have accepted this as a part of reading. There's a fundamental difference between elementary reading and analytical reading. Yes, there's a little bit more involved as a reader, but a few simple alterations in how we approach reading, and we absorb the book and it never truly leaves us. I was downvoted 46 times. I had to fight a lot of trolls in this, but I will continue to fight that's why this podcast is here. Reading a book is more than what they say on our books. There's a website called Goodreads where people seem obsessed with just showing off the gazillions of books they've read. It doesn't matter how many pages you read a day. It doesn't matter how many books you read a year. It matters how you read the book because every book that you absorb becomes a part of you. It's not just a number. Oh, I read 20 million books today. Oh, I usually read 100 books a, a week. No, you must absorb the book. It doesn't matter how many. Can you say anything about it? Did you remember it? This is why you can be widely read, but not well read. What you do is every single day, you sit down, you think clearly, you reflect. You put new information in, you're inspired. When you get inspired, you put good information in your brain. It's amazing to see the unintended consequences, things that happen. You start seeing the world in a different way. It's infectious and other people see it in you. I guess that's the end of office hours and just keep the door open on the way out. Just wanted to have you drop by so I could talk a bit about reading and all of that stuff, you know. I appreciate you listening to the episode so far. Now, you don't have to follow everything so strictly as I do, but hopefully you see the benefits and maybe you'll think about just adding a little bit more time every week to sitting down and reading and reflecting. And to remember, don't listen. Don't listen to these modern voices. Everyone gets to choose if they liked a book or not based on how it made them feel. I guess if that's the criteria, why can't I just sit on the book or put it on my head and be like, well, I don't like to read the book. I just like to touch it, put it, balance it on my head. Books must be in your hand. They're physical copies. When we read, we are interpreting symbols off the page into thoughts in our brain ideas conveyed in this way timeless universal we must not lose this act 
I have a feeling on this subreddit they're just really talking about listening to Audible while scrolling on TikTok. I really hope that's not the case. Well, at any rate, appreciate you stopping by. You know, it's always great to see you in between class and office hours, and we'll see you later.